BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. Time to get to a little Major League Baseball recap, some fantasy standouts. Of course, the NBA playing games going on as well. Exciting night, by the way. Uh, in the NBA, I'm Craig Mish, along with Davis Maddox. We have you here for an hour every day, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., talking fantasy sports with you, Davis, and uh, kind of a wild day yesterday in baseball. We had huge, huge home run game from one of the game's biggest stars and one of your favorite players in the history, I would, I think in the history of baseball, it's fair to say, almost throws a perfect game. I was on the air on Newswire yesterday, 2 o'clock Eastern, thinking Clayton Kershaw could have a shot at a perfect game. We end the show. I go back and start turning the TV on. He's out of the game. And that changed everything for me in that one. Yeah, I mean, look, it was a bummer. Everyone online was upset. Clayton Kershaw gets pulled at 80 pitches through seven. Yeah, 13 strikeouts, perfect game going. And, um, you know, honestly, if it, if it had not been for the lockout, I think he does just finish that game. Uh, he basically had had no live action up until that point. Uh, Kershaw told the media after he didn't even pick up a baseball for three months over the course of the offseason. So, you know, his conditioning, bad, his arm strength, not built up, you know, his stamina, low. And, you know, who knows if he would have finished it. I, I probably would have bet uh, that he would have because I, I, watched, I watched every pitch because yeah. I was just, you know, we were sitting there in the afternoon. I was working on some stuff and I had it on. And uh, the la- if you go and if you just are a real nerd, you can go back and watch the last inning that he did. And his last strikeout came on that devastating Kershaw changeup where it's like the batter just has no chance. And you're right, Kershaw, probably my favorite baseball player, not, non-Royals category ever. And I, I really wanted him to get it done. So that was a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Also, Davis confirming on the show he did he does have MLB TV for 2022, which yeah. is nice to see. Davis, welcome back. Welcome back to uh, to baseball with us. I have it as well. All right. Here are our headlines here on the show. Uh, if Clayton Kershaw thought he was going to steal the show yesterday, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. decided no, not going to have that. He hit three home runs last night. Almost got a final at bat for a chance at a fourth. And uh, between Guerrero and Otani, we could have that ar- that uh, race for the MVP again, although Jose Ramirez has 14 runs driven in already this season. We mentioned Clayton Kershaw getting pulled from the game after throwing seven perfect innings. We'll hit on that a little bit later in fantasy reality as well. All right, so the NBA, we got the Hawks facing the Cavs in the battle for the eighth spot in the East. And Davis, we have the Pelicans taking on the Clippers for the final spot in the West and those games will be played tomorrow. So we get one day off from the NBA 
We get tomorrow's play-in games, and then it is all NBA playoffs for the next, I, I think, almost two months. So take your final breath before we do some NBA DFS and uh, basketball betting because it's about to get really hot and heavy here in the next couple months. Yeah, it is. I mean, we have so many storylines playing out right now in the NBA. It does look like Nikola Jokic is going to win the MVP. The Athletic just posted, you know, all of their writers submitted their ballots um, and they all have actual ballots, right? These are not just, you know, guys on the internet saying who they think should win. All of these guys do have votes. All, all six of them um, had Nikola Jokic. So, so by the ballots I've seen that people have published, it, it does look like Jokic is going to win MVP. So we have that narrative going, you know, we have the Joel Embiid snub narrative. We have the Milwaukee mm -hmm. Bucks as the defending champions, the Pelicans getting through right in, in a, a, a big win. And, you know, the kind of the one of the interesting storylines of yesterday was was probably, you know, the biggest game of Lamelo Ball's young career. And uh, Craig, he stunk, right? Let's just let's just call a spade a spade. Lamelo had a really hard time yesterday, went seven of 25 from the field, four of 14 from the three point line. And on the converse, Trey Young, you know, basically did the same thing. He went eight for 24 from the field, you know, a little a little uh, Kobe Bryant tribute there but he found ways to contribute on defense. And he also racked up 11 assists with some really good shooting games from Bogdan Bogdanovich and uh, Danilo Gallinari had a really strong game. So I, I thought, uh, and yeah, these playing games, I'm telling you, like it's just really good TV. Yeah, no, it definitely has been. And, and I think that we're, listen, about to get to the real season in the NBA, which is the playoffs, of course, Saturday, they all begin, but tomorrow on the show, we'll have our final play-in preview. DFS and uh, and sports betting side as well. We also have afternoon baseball going on today. So want to make sure that we let you know who's in and out of those lineups. Uh, we've got our fantasy standouts from last night as well. And uh, Davis, some interesting pitchers on the mound today in baseball. I know we're going to get to that in a minute, but we're seeing rarely at the beginning of the season, less runs being scored, low ERAs, low whip, and uh, and low batting averages across the board. I, I think the first week of the season has provided the, the lowest batting average I've seen in years. And and more caught stealing. Caught stealing is up. Last season it was sixty eight percent. We're we're through a week of the season. Caught stealings are up at about seventy five, seventy six percent right now. Remember they moved second base. Now obviously we're a weekend and and a, a week where you know a couple guys go three for three stealing bases or whatever. We'll change it. Uh, also the weather super cold everywhere. I mean some of these yeah. games have been being played in 40, 40 degrees, forty two degrees with a little bit of uh, you know mist or whatever. So that's also having a big impact on on some of these games as well. Yeah, no, no doubt. We got a uh, full slate of games today, uh, including my opening day tonight in Miami. I'll be going to the Marlins and Phillies game as soon as my Newswire show is over at 3 o'clock Eastern. But coming up next, we take care of our fantasy standouts. For those of you playing DFS yesterday or in season-long fantasy baseball leagues, we're going to review all of the top performers on the hitting and pitching side. And we'll be right back with more fantasy sports today on Sports. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, 
and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Recapping the night before in fantasy baseball, of course, those of you playing in season-long leagues or even daily fantasy, this is something Davis and I will do throughout the fantasy baseball season. Of course, one of the reasons why it's important to recap is, honestly, our showtime has changed. We normally, uh, the last few years here on FST, we're hosting in the afternoon. We've moved our show back one hour. A lot of you are either waking up or you know getting your day started, so before you set your lineups, we thought that we would deliver that to you here on the show today. And uh, let's start off with the fantasy standouts on the offensive side. And I believe we have some news to get to here. But first, let's take care of this. Uh, offensive side, uh, Pete Alonso, three for five yesterday, one home run, five RBIs. Davis, if the MVP award was today, it would be Jose Ramirez. It's not today, but if it was, it would be him. Three for four, one home run, three RBIs and one run. And by the way, Jose Ramirez finished top five in MVP voting a bunch of times. Maybe there is some value there out of Davis. I want your thoughts on that. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., four for four. We mentioned the three home runs, four RBIs, biggest game of the night. Tim Anderson, also three for four with one home run, three RBIs, and one run. Those were the standouts. One not pictured here, I just want to mention, Davis, someone who I think also we have to keep in mind for the MVP market for a couple of reasons is Luis Robert on the Chicago White Sox, who is off to an incredible start, and Eloy Jimenez is hurt. So, you know, playing out that narrative over the course of the season, I don't want to disrespect Luis Roberts' MVP market either. He may be somebody we need to watch too. Yeah, and if I mean, if you if you want to bet Louis Robert, it's a pretty good number right now. Our friends over at the FanDuel Sportsbook have him at 20 to 1. Otani and Vlad are the co-favorites right now. Certainly Vladimir Guerrero Jr. helping his performance last night, including, by the way, uh, a home run against Garrett Cole. Uh, you know, Garrett Cole pitched decently last night against the Blue Jays. And I think lots of really good pitchers are, you know, going to kind of have a tough time with the Blue Jays, right? I mean, they are basically the uh, basically the best. Uh, I think they are probably the best offense in baseball, but not, uh, not an illustrious start to the season for Garrett Cole up until this point. Remember, he was one of the guys who it was, uh, you know, kind of more or less confirmed he was using the sticky stuff uh, and, and, his peripherals kind of stayed the same, but he has been giving up uh, more runs since that ban did go into place. Like to see that from Pete Alonso. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sitting here looking, okay, we got 
you know, home runs from Alonzo and Ramirez, three from Vlad, good game from Tim Anderson. You know what I'm not seeing? I'm not seeing stolen bases. You know, I'm not seeing no. the three stolen base game. And, uh, you know, like, look, a, a great home run. You love to see it. You love to see, you know, a three home run game, all that stuff. I, I personally, just me, I, I love stolen bases. I love, you know, checking my NFBC box score and seeing, oh, my gosh, we got four steals yesterday. That's amazing. Uh, and, and I do wonder, um, I've not seen anyone talking about this yet. I've not heard, you know, there hasn't been a big athletic expose about this yet. But I do wonder uh, if, if the moving of second base is going to become a storyline here over the next few weeks, or if this is just kind of a league-wide thing, like how the launch angle stuff just kind of became accepted that you need to change your launch angle to hit more home runs or more doubles or whatever, and teams are just like, you know what, the risk-reward of stolen bases, it's not really there anymore, and, and some teams just don't steal at all. It's just, just, just not really what they do, which uh, is, is kind of a bummer. Yeah, it, it's so funny how, uh, you know, fantasy baseball and the people who talk about it, Davis, they they still believe in the elite closer, but they don't believe in the elite stealer. Like, why is why aren't they in the same category then? <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. Like, the same person who tells you not to chase saves is the same person that's telling you to chase steals, you know? So, I don't know. Never understood that dynamic because it's basically the same thing. All right, right. Uh, let's, get, let's get to the pitching uh, point here. Clayton Kershaw, seven innings pitched, perfect game through seven. You know the story by now. He struck out 13. He was taken out of the game. My pick to win the Cy Young, still active here. Just get on it now while you can, Davis. The number is going to change significantly. Logan Webb is going to win the Cy Young this year. He uh, threw eight more innings, one earned run, seven strikeouts. He's the real deal for San Francisco. Corbin Burns, seven innings pitched, no earned runs, and eight strikeouts. A much better start this time than the last time out. And really good sign for the Washington Nationals as – I think it's going to be a tough season for them, but Josiah Gray, who they got in that trade, five innings pitch, no one runs, five strikeouts, and most importantly, a win. So maybe Gray is the real deal. And by the way, Davis, the one thing that I've seen this season is the second-year pitcher, not the rookie pitcher, but the second-year pitcher, who may still have rookie qualification, by the way, they seem to be off to a pretty good start. Manoa's off to a good start. Gray is off to a good start. We got two pitchers on the board today, Gilbert in Seattle, Really good first time out. Steel on the on the Cubs, also a really good first time out. So that's a trend to keep in mind here. Second year pitcher, maybe with some rookie eligibility. Yeah, no, that is uh, that is a good point. I mean, I do kind of wonder if some of these early year starting pitching performances are related to weather and lockout stuff, right? So the hitters didn't get a full spring training. Uh, any of the starting pitchers who are built up right now, I think have, you know, a big advantage. I, they're going to get a good head start on their, on their Cy Young stuff. Um, and it, you know, we'll wait to see when the weather gets a little bit warmer. I uh, Josiah Gray is pretty interesting. He, he did get uh, beat up in his first start against the Mets. He gave up four earned runs, eight hits, walked two guys, but he does have five strikeouts in each of his first two starts and handled, you know, an Atlanta Braves lineup that the night before, had uh you know had had position players pitching against them because they had you know burned through the entire bullpen of the team they were facing and you know Josiah Gray is only 24 years old he just turned 24 he was like a a top top prospect and and a guy that despite having uh, a 5.8 ERA last season was still going pretty high in uh in fantasy drafts and uh, I think he was like an 18th round pick or something which doesn't sound high until you do an NFBC main event draft and you're like 
crap, I'm actually going to have to start my 18th round pick. So pretty encouraging Mm -hmm. to see that from him. Encouraging to see a good start from Corbin Burns as well. Uh, You know, he was not, uh, not as sharp in his opening day start. He gave up the four hits and the three earned runs in the loss to the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Logan Webb, Craig, if you if uh, if if you are right, you, this is a good bet to be giving out to people because he is thirteen to one right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the NL Cy Young. Honestly, if I was going to bet on one guy to win the NL Cy Young right now, I would bet on Kershaw at uh, at seventeen to one because when Kershaw pitches, he's good. That's really just been the argument for Kershaw's entire career. Is he, he, he uh, the last four or five years or so? He's had back issues. He's had elbow issues. But when he's been available, he has been very good. And we we definitely saw that yesterday. We we didn't talk about it yesterday, but um, I'm still a little worried about Shane Bieber. His velocity was down again in that start against Cincinnati. He did get five strikeouts and made it through five innings. And, and he was, uh, I think he was perfect through four even, but then fell apart in that fifth inning. And uh, Bieber, you know, a top 20 fantasy baseball pick and I'm I'm worried about him because these guys who come in cold from spring and can't get their fastball up to where it used to be I mean how often does that lead to Tommy John surgery yeah oh we'll see it looks still still early I don't know that if we could determine that but uh, by the way Cleveland not off to the terrible start that everybody thought they would be is it do you think that Jose Ramirez is good value to, to win the MVP he's like so close every year and he doesn't win it he's like such an anonymous player you don't see a lot of interviews with him I think he's the most underrated player probably in all of baseball. He leads the league in RBIs. And I know they're not going to determine the MVP off of RBIs, uh, Davis, but, I mean, maybe this is his year. He's going to finish top three again. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet him because he's not going to lead in home runs, right? So, you know, right. Vlad is going to hit more home runs than him. He's not going to lead in the other categories because his team stinks. You know, he's not going to end up leading in RBIs or runs or anything like that. Uh, probably not going to, I mean, I guess he could win the batting average crown, you know, if he just runs hot all year and his, his team stinks. So it's like when, when your team stinks, you have to do what Otani or Trout does, where you have to so clearly be the best player. Right. And so I, I, I don't think I would bet on him. Okay. Fair enough. Coming up next, it's time for us to take a look at the daily fantasy slate in major league baseball. We've got a couple of pitchers for you over on DraftKings and some hitters as well. Got Fantasy Reality and the Sports Grid 60. That's what we do here on Fantasy Sports Today. So stay on the grid. Davis and I will be back in just a couple of minutes right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. 
to move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. One of the great things about this show, we get to preview all of the afternoon and evening baseball games coming up a little bit later today after we do our recap. And, you know, certainly, Davis, the daily fantasy season is now off to a start. I guess we could start by, you know, sort of before we dive into today's lineup, asking you what are your thoughts on this early part of the pricing on DraftKings? Do you think it is fair? Are you finding value in some places? Any different this year than years past? Any trends that you have noticed thus far? You know, I do think thus far they've been doing a a pretty good and fair job with the pricing, you know, pricing up the guys in really good run environments. You know, if you if you take a road trip to Boston, you're going to be a little bit more expensive for that weekend. Guys in cores, right? We're going to have the Chicago Cubs in Coors Field tonight. And we're uh, definitely going to be playing some of those guys in that matchup. Uh, you know, and then the other thing, and I, I think I mentioned this the other day, but some of these younger guys, the rookies, Bobby Witt, Josh Lowe, Julio Rodriguez. I, I think they've done a good job of having their salaries reflect their performance instead of their pedigree, right? Because kind of kind of back in the day, Bobby Witt Jr. would have been called up and he would have like immediately been 4,400 and he would have just stayed there for a while. Uh, early in the season, the salaries uh, I think are done in a, in a pretty efficient way. One of the things to watch for, and this has been a problem on, on DraftKings for a while, is if a guy does get hot for 10 days or whatever, you know, let's let's just pull a name out of the hat here. Let's say uh, outfielder around fourth. If Nick Solak gets hot for the Texas Rangers, they 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 will escalate his price, you know, kind of slowly, 4,000, 4,200, 4,600. What you what they what we kind of run into as a problem is the the prices stay elevated. You know, guy the the salaries it's kind of like it's an escalator up, but you don't really see the escalator down. Um, so mm. I'm curious to see if they've made any changes to that. Uh, if if the prices will be a little bit more dynamic this season, but either way, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty interesting, up or down. All right, so let's take a look at we're doing the evening uh, slate tonight, correct? Yes, yeah. So the the we have this noon slate starting, which is two games: right. the A's and the Rays, the Mariners and the White Sox, and then. Uh, we're going to get started with a seven-game slate tonight. There is a, a random afternoon game. The Cardinals and the Brewers are playing, uh, but that is not in the night slate because it starts an hour before the rest of the block. Yeah, that, uh, the opening day uh, in Milwaukee, they try to always separate that from all the other games. I think that's probably why they're playing their first home game of the season today. All right, let's take a look at these starting pitchers on Davis's list for tonight. No surprise here, to be honest, at all. I guess Davis will tell us if this is a chalky selection, though. We have Walker Bueller, who is at 9,700. I believe LA is the biggest favorite on the board today, if I'm not mistaken. They are 9,700. And then uh, Shohei Otani, and people are watching the show, Davis, and screaming, "What are you? Why, how, why is Shohei Otani so cheap? He's only 7,900. I mean, Davis, the truth is, is that, I mean, Joe Madden literally 
will pull this guy after three innings, you know? Like, they 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 do not have a lot of patience for Otani. It doesn't matter how good he looks. He could pitch three innings. He could strike out nine, basically every batter he faces. But if his pitch count gets up, they want to make sure that they have him around for the entire game. And with the new rules, essentially there's no, you know, takeout. He could play DH. He could pitch. And I, I got to be honest, I have some concerns that there's going to be a lot of starts like that for Otani this season where they're going to pull him out of a lot of games because they want his bat there late in the game. It's a new dynamic that we really didn't see last year. And so I, I think DraftKings has him priced appropriately. I think th- I think they do too. Um, you know, I think that I think that it's it's hard for Otani to be a nine thousand dollar pitcher. You know, the way Walker Bueller and Brandon Woodruff and all these guys are are going to be because of exactly what you said. Uh, you know, in in his first game, he went four and two thirds innings. He did not throw very many pitches. Uh, he no. only threw seventy pitches or eighty pitches in his first game. He faced nineteen batters and he was unhittable. Right? I mean. You and I, we were both watching that game. He struck out nine of the 19 guys that he faced. He only gave up one hit, one walk. And so that, you know, they they happened in sequence. And then he got pulled. He didn't even make it. He didn't even make it out of the fifth inning. So wasn't even in line for the decision. But what was the important uh, part of that line? The nine strikeouts, right? I mean, basically, mm-hmm. uh, one and a half extra strikeouts is worth a win. So even if you're got, let's even say he goes four innings tonight against the Texas Rangers. But if those four innings come with nine strikeouts, which knowing Shohei Otani's disgusting stuff, that, I mean, he still could be one of the highest starting pitchers of the night. I do think, uh, you know, unfortunately, kind of looking at, at at all the salaries and everything, this probably will be a pretty popular pairing, Walker Bueller and Shohei Otani. Sort of a, a weird pricing here. Charlie Morton is 9300 and he was very good in his first game against Cincinnati. Uh, five strikeouts got into the fifth inning, but he's facing the Padres tonight. Padres are uh, a, a pretty good hitting team. And then you have like Joe Musgrove, but he has a tough matchup against the Braves. Kevin Gaussman is going, but he has a tough matchup against the Yankees. Although maybe the Yankees aren't that tough of a matchup right now. Maybe they, maybe they need to work on themselves a little bit, but these, these two guys I think are probably going to be a pretty popular pairing. I don't hate, by the way, Zach Greinke, who is at home to the Detroit Tigers. He almost made it through six innings in his first start. I, I think he is kind of the more appealing value starting pitcher option. But what's, what's funny about Otani is that for me, when I'm setting the lineups tonight, if I know Otani is not hitting and he's getting the day off, that's when they have him priced wrong here. I think that's yeah. where he's like a $10,000 pitcher at that point. But provided that he's in the lineup and he's pitching, uh, I, I, again, I, I think that a 2-2 game, Davis, or a 1-1 game, or a 3-3 game, Madden's going to pull him and say, hey, we need this guy to be good in the eighth inning and ninth inning to hit for us. So it's just a fascinating story with him for sure. But definitely throughout the season, I would say he's out of the lineup hitting. Play this guy as a pitcher every single time. All right, let's take a look at some of the hitters tonight on Davis's list here from uh, Daily Roto and his some of his simulations. We've got Tucker Barnhart behind the plate at 3,100. The Cubs' Frank Schwindel at 5,100 with Merrifield of Kansas City at 4,500. Hey, another Cub here, 4,900. So I see what we're doing, a couple little mini stack here in the infield. And then at some point, we'll force Davis to not have Hassan Kim in his lineup, but for now, we'll allow it. 2,800. Yeah, so Hassan Kim and C.J. Abrams have been splitting time at shortstop, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much every other day. Uh, and and C.J. Abrams is cheaper. He is 2,500. Kim is 
2,900. Kim has actually been the better guy to start the year. He already has um, a stolen base. He has two hits and uh, a group of walks. Uh, he's been he's been pretty good, actually. In fact, uh, has been on base safely at least once in each of his starts, uh, which is a huge improvement from how he was playing last year, right? I mean, the guy would get on base like once a week last year, even when he was having to play. Uh, and you're also, by the way, you're gonna get suck. At t- uh, you're gonna get sick of of Tucker Barnhart showing up in our lineups because uh, I I love stolen bases, Craig. The other thing I love, I love switch hitters. Apparently, Tucker Barnhart told the uh, the Tigers organization this offseason, he said, I've always wanted to try it. And they said, what does it matter to us, right? I mean, we stink. <laughs> so if you want to go ahead and try and switch hit, you can. He's just a good cheap catcher. Uh, and then Schwindel and Wisdom, they are both playing in Coors Field. And they both have a, a really phenomenal matchup tonight against Kyle Friedland, who is the worst pitcher on probably the worst pitching staff in, in baseball. Uh, the, the total for this game is really high and uh, you know most times when there's a cores game i'll be like you know i like this guy or that guy in cores but i don't know if i'm gonna full-on stack it i both sides tonight honestly i, I think you could get away with a five-man stack of either of the teams playing in cores field tonight. i think we're gonna see loads of runs there well uh, I, I guess that takes us to the the next part of this in the outfield and a couple of uh, cores players involved uh, gonna be in davis's lineup tonight the first is chris bryant he is priced at 4400 Joey Gallo, we're waiting, Davis, 4,100 for the New York Yankees. And then Randall Grichuk, he is 3,200 tonight. I believe Grichuk has homered once, if I'm not mistaken, for the Rockies thus far this season. But look, naturally, it's a Coors game early on in the season. It, it would seem to be pretty favorable. I, I, By the way, I'm curious about this kid who's pitching for the Cubs today, too. Um, uh, Steel you know, looked so good his first time out. I don't know. I, we're going to learn a lot today, I think, about him. They like him a lot. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, the interesting thing about the Rockies is that uh, in like they used to kind of be a team that would not get that platoon heavy against lefties because so remember, you know, they had Blackman and Carlos Gonzalez. They they, they had all all their best hitters were left handed. I, I remember a couple of times they'd have like four lefties in against a lefty in course. Well, they don't have to do that now. They've actually this is such a weird scheduling oddity, Craig. They have faced a lefty in each of their three last games, and they have another lefty coming up to that. How, how often do you face four lefties in a row? That's got to mm. not be that common in baseball. But they can get super right-handed now. In fact, in their game against uh, Martin Perez on the 12th, they had nine right-handers, and they had Blackman playing in the field. So if they wanted to give Blackman a scheduled day off, remember they traded Rymel Tapia, they could go, and, and if they wanted to start um, Garrett Hampson, or Sam Hillier in the outfield, they could go nine righties, which uh, would be pretty interesting from a daily fantasy perspective. And uh, I, I just want to say here, uh, I, I think this is the game Gallo gets off the Schneider. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call the the opening home run for him here today. I think it's a pretty good matchup for the Yankees because Gausman is a good pitcher, but what does he struggle with? Always, always, always home runs. Well, it's got to happen soon for some of these guys on the Yankees. It it's uh, not been, not been a great start, but I we know we went through this last year with the Yankees too, and in the end they they got it figured out, right? All right, let's take a quick break here on fantasy sports today. Just a reminder: coming up at two o'clock Eastern, our Newswire show is back on the air. Lots of great fun contributors on our show today from the Sporting News, Legal Sports Report. Dan Wallach will be on the program too, updating on everything happening 
in the world of sports wagering. Fantasy reality is next. Stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. For those of you who have social media accounts on Twitter, And I do want to ask you a question about that, by the way, Davis, before we uh, go any further. But first, if you do have Twitter and you have a social media account, what you want to do is follow us at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV for the latest news notes and information. Of course, picks against the spread. And uh, and also, by the way, if you want to ask a question for our next segment, Fantasy or Reality, you can ask us there. Just tag us at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV. And I do want to touch on... Uh, one thing here, Davis, it's not a sports story, but since a lot of us are on social media and we do post a lot on Twitter, the biggest story I think in the world, is it fair to say today? I mean, maybe that's being disrespectful to to uh, the war or something else. I certainly don't want to do that. But I woke up this morning to see that Elon Musk wanted to buy the rest of his uh, the shares available uh, for Twitter. And uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Any 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 thoughts at all? Yeah, I mean, I I think Elon Musk is a loser, basically. You know, he's uh like a, he's a spoiled kid who uh it kind of gets credited for building PayPal, but didn't really do anything. And you know, he can't get these Teslas to stop catching on fire. And he like I I I'm not I'm not an Elon Musk guy. The the thing is is I I don't see any way that this is allowed to happen. Basically, like you know, Twitter. Like we all, we all hate Twitter and it's like, oh, we spend too much time on it, you know, yada, yada. But it, it is a very important communication tool. And I, I just sort of feel that the powers that be, whether they be state powers, whether it be, you know, Jeff Bezos or whoever, there, there just is no way that this fairly powerful communication tool is going to be allowed to be under the purview of one guy who is not going to have any idea what to do with it, right? Like he just, like he, he, I, I I do not I do not foresee him becoming the sole proprietor of of Twitter, basically. 
All right, we will see. But that is one of the bigger stories in news today and social media. I think that that is fair. All right, time for us to close out our show with a little fantasy or reality. Lots of people yesterday in the game of baseball very upset with the ending of the Dodgers-Twins game. Clayton Kershaw of the Los Angeles Dodgers throwing a perfect game after less than 80 pitches. His manager, Dave Roberts, goes to the mound, shakes his hand, and takes him out of the game. And so naturally, perfect games are so rare. There have been less than 25 in the history of Major League Baseball. Uh, A lot of legends of the game saying that he should have stayed in. A lot of media around the game saying that he should have stayed in, but we thought we would ask the broader question to begin Davis. And that is about perfect games, fantasy or reality. You should never pull a pitcher during a perfect game. Is this true or false? Essentially, is this fantasy or reality? So I think that this is a fantasy as much as I want to say reality, like, um, and, you know, maybe Clayton Kershaw, when he's 55 and he gets to think back on his career and all that he accomplished, right, you know, World Series champion, he has thrown a no-hitter. You know, he, I, I, like, I, I could throw superlatives at Clayton Kershaw all day. He's one of my favorite athletes ever. And he said, you know, for his part at, at the press conference yesterday, he's like, they did the right thing. I haven't picked the ball up. I was exhausted. You know, this, I mean, literally it, uh, staying in games too long has like ended guys careers. Right. Remember, uh, I believe it was Johan Santana with the Mets. He stayed in too mm-hmm. long yep. or I, it was a no hitter, I think. And he was never the same. Like basically he, he just kind of wore his arm out and that was it. And it would be a shame, uh, to have to, to end Clayton Kershaw's career, uh, you know, prematurely for one game. And, and you might say, well, Davis, you know, he's 37 years old. So maybe he's getting to the end of it. I mean, look at Verlander, right? Verlander, 41, still going. Rich Hill, still going. And and uh, I guess the most interesting thing is Kershaw was not getting this done with fastballs yesterday. It was change-ups, sliders, and the curveball, uh, which is a little bit less taxing for the arm than just pumping fastballs in there. Um, but it's it's like you, you have to weigh it. And, and it is different, you know, with a veteran starting pitcher versus if, like, Josiah Gray was going for a perfect game yesterday. Like his body, mm-hmm. he might he might literally ruin his life to 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 finish game. So it's a, it's one of those where there's a shade of gray. And I, I'm going to say that this is a fantasy. There are occasions when the guy needs to be pulled. Yeah, I and and I think that that's the answer. I, I think this is a fantasy. Uh, I I don't think yesterday was that day. By the way, uh, I, I listen. Clayton Kershaw is an extremely classy guy, and there's no possible way he's going to throw his manager under the bus. I still believe yesterday, had that been Max Scherzer, he is not coming out of the game. Scherzer with staying in. Pitches. Yeah, he is staying in for sure, and he is fighting the manager, and he is saying no way. I don't know. I mean, Kershaw, I, I think Kershaw probably should have done that too, but that's just not who he is. He's a mild-mannered guy. He's never going to stir it up, and he knows himself. But we really don't know the truth, Davis, when he went home. Was he texting people? Oh, I should have stayed in. Right. Like We'll never know the truth there. The public answer, I don't think, is the same as the private in this one. But Davis is right. I, I think that this is a fantasy. 
I, I, I don't, I think there are scenarios that you have to pull someone and, and I think it's going to happen again, by the way, in major league baseball, for sure. All right. Uh, yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, Baker Mayfield has taken to the podcast waves to talk about how disappointed he is with the situation playing out right now uh, in Cleveland. Of course, uh, Deshaun Watson eventually is going to be the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Where is Baker Mayfield going to play next season, Cleveland or somewhere else? Uh, this is a task where you really have to, as Davis would say, put the big brain on and see where you could figure out a starting spot for him. So I, I think I got my potential spot here. Uh, but before I, I get my answer, I'm going to turn it over to you, Davis. Fantasy reality, Baker Mayfield will be a starting quarterback in week one of the NFL season next year. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, and I think a part of the big reason why he is is that as every day goes by, uh, it seems that the NFL is falling out of love with this quarterback class, right? Kenny Pickett going to be 24 when the season starts. Doesn't really seem like Matt Corral has that many fans inside the league. Plenty of plenty of people on Twitter like Matt Corral and Malik Willis. And then, uh, you know, the other guys, Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter, also looks like those guys are maybe not even going to be first-round picks, perhaps Desmond Ritter to the Steelers. But there are still plenty of teams that kind of need a, a starting quarterback, right? You know, he could go to the Texans. He could go to the Panthers. He could go to the Falcons. He could go to the Seahawks. He could be traded, uh, you know, a really cheap asset for the Detroit Lions, by the way, if the Lions really want to go in on the, um, you know, kind of the, the analytics of like, you know, you rehab these guys' career and you move them on for a bigger pick. Baker Mayfield, I think, is better than Jared Goff and more likely to get you a second-round pick in the future, even – by the way, I this would Craig, how amazing would this be? The Washington football team gets Carson Wentz in the building and they're like, brother, this guy stinks. And they're like, all right, we'll give you a fourth round pick for Baker Mayfield. Um, I but there there are enough openings, you know, four or five teams that need a quarterback. I gotta s I gotta think he is starting week one for somebody. Yeah, um I'm gonna say reality. I'm trying to figure this one out. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to take a stab at this here. And I'm going to say, Davis, that uh, Brian Dable thinks he can turn Baker Mayfield's career around. And I think he ends up with the New York Giants. And Mike, okay. and, and I'm, I'm wrong about a lot of these things, by the way, lately. I've been really doing bad. But it's like I say something and the next day the opposite happens. But uh, Baker Mayfield gets traded to the Giants. Uh, Cleveland gets like their, what, third round pick? I don't know. Is that a lot? I don't know. Third round pick. And he, he fights with Daniel Jones. He's obviously Brian Dable's guy because they make that trade. And so you obviously always want to give the edge to the player that is acquired by a new regime, which in this case is the Giants. And then week one of the first game of the season, Baker Mayfield starting quarterback for the New York Giants, getting booed on the field constantly by the fans in New York. Does that sound right? Does that sound accurate too? I mean, like, I don't know. Given Baker's um, comments on this podcast yesterday, I don't know how he's going to respond to being in New York, yeah. right? Because one of the things he said is, I mean, he in so many words, basically, he said, I really didn't like getting booed. Like, he, he, it was it was more intricate than that, and he said more things. So I'm not directly quoting him. But basically, on this podcast yesterday, he said, getting booed sucked, and it made me worse in my job, and I really didn't like it. And uh, people in New York like to boo. It's pretty much what they do. 
All right. Uh, fair enough. We'll see where Baker ends up. Probably we'll figure that out by the draft. Uh, by the way, we're going to have great draft coverage. I believe uh, a lot of sports grids go into the draft in Las Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. So that's coming up in two weeks from yesterday. Wow, that's, that's fast. Okay, well, got to end on some, we'll try to make it positive news, but really this was one of the sad things that happened in the world this week. We have had a unusual rash of some of the iconic comedians from the 90s and 2000s passing away. Uh, Norm MacDonald a few months ago, Davis, last year, late 2021. Of course, Bob Saget passed away. They were very good friends along with the the comedian that passed away this week. And they were all real good buddies. It's kind of crazy that this has happened like this. Gilbert Gottfried passed away after a long illness who has been very popular, especially for stand-up and and also for uh, you know being like a roast master involved in some of the, the you know comedian parties there too. Uh, but how about his roles in the past? Curious your thoughts here, Davis. Uh, fantasy reality: Gilbert Gottfried, most known for playing Lago in Aladdin. Is this fantasy or reality for you? You know, I I don't think uh, I don't think that's true. I actually think the most popular thing that Gilbert Godfrey did the thing that uh you know like you know as people are are thinking about him yesterday I I actually think it was his podcast uh so so Gilbert Godfrey had this podcast Gilbert Godfrey's amazing colossal podcast he had I mean you know I mean literally like he'd been doing this for a decade so he had anyone and everyone you could think of from comedy so many like exclusive uh, tv writers and actors and musicians and, and like all of these people um, and I, I actually think if you, if you were like, what if most people interacted with for the longest in terms of like minutes spent with the technology, I actually think it would be his podcast. You know, no, no, most people know who Gilbert Gottfried is right in their head. They can imagine sure. the voice and the laugh and everything. But I actually think the most popular thing that reached the most people that he did would have been his podcast. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that it, it's possible that his role in Aladdin was the top. Uh, but I, I still remember him being more of an on-screen character. And and the, the first thing that comes to my mind, is it may not be the most popular thing, but again, this goes back to 90s movies. And uh, John Ritter was in this movie too, but he was in these in the Problem Child movies. And the first two especially were uh, very funny and very well thought of and 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 really you know between john ritter and gilbert gottfried were thought of as some of the the funnier comedies of the 90s so that's what i remember him for and that's what i remember him in i don't i don't know you know people are going to have different opinions and certainly davis your wheelhouse for his work is obviously the last 10 years so that does make sense in terms of the podcast but i'll say fantasy to this one and i'll say it's not aladdin and i'll say it's something else and specifically i'll roll with the problem child movies i believe he was in all three. I never saw a third one if there was one, but I definitely saw him in the first two. And I recall that. By the way, rest in peace to Gilbert Gottfried's sad story, no doubt. All right. Uh, Sports Grid 60 coming up next. One final thought here on the show. And then we'll turn it over to Donnie and Kevin. Uh, I will be back with you at two o'clock Eastern for Newswire and then Scott Farrell coming your way later in the day. So make sure you stay on the grid. We'll be right back in just two minutes. Wait, wait. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Gazmani Grandal of Chicago White Sox also getting a day off today. So no Eloy Jimenez, no Yasmani Grandal. We'll see how the White Sox respond in this early part of the season. Has there been a team hit with more injuries than the Chicago White Sox? I don't think so. All right, let's wrap up our show with the Sports Grid 60. Here's David. So, you know, we made it. Uh, we made it all the way here. The USFL opening day is here, Craig. It's coming on uh, on the 16th. That'll be on Saturday. And I'll, I'll be honest, um, given how good baseball has been and given, you know, everything going on with the play-in and uh, the European soccer, my, my attention has been elsewhere. So I'm not marketing myself as, you know, a, a USFL expert right now. I, and I know some of the guys I remember – Lots of them from college, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I remember, I remember that. Oh, Jordan Tamu, he was on, he was on the Chiefs. He was on the St. Louis Battlehawks. I'm, I'm excited to watch him play. So I, I will say this, foot, you're, you say you're not going to watch it. Football's on TV on a Saturday, Craig. It's going to, it's going to find its way to your television screen. And, and lots of people who say, by the way, they don't want to watch. I think they're going to end up clicking over on NBC on Saturday. That is a fantasy. <laughs> fantasy reality. That is a fantasy. But thank goodness we have you to to take care of that for us. Uh, ESPN uh, this morning, uh, Brian Windhorst in an interview uh, was told uh, by his sources that Ben Simmons could be ready to come back in round one of the NBA playoffs and maybe even games four, five, and six. Can I ask the Brooklyn Nets a question? What are they doing here? Like the Brooklyn Nets... I mean, are they? I, I'm all for Ben Simmons returning, but are we really ready for that on Brooklyn? Like, if things don't go well for Ben Simmons, are they prepared for the ramifications of those things to come? This is a big leap if they decide to activate him, I think, in this first round. That'll do it for the show. Thanks to, of course, LTN and for Danny and Ryan and our graphics and for my producer, Brett Levy and co-host Davis Maddock. I'm Craig Mish. I'll see you at 2 o'clock Eastern for New Flyer. Right, right.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 